Chapter Twenty of Dark Hollow. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Eaton. Dark Hollow by Anna Catherine Green. Chapter Twenty. What had made the change? Ruther, sit up here close by Mother and let me talk to you for a little while. Yes, Mother. Oh, yes, Mother. Deborah felt the beloved head pressed close to her shoulder and two soft arms fall about her neck. Are you very unhappy? Is my little one pining too much for the old days? A closer pressure of the head, a more vehement clasp of the encircling arms, but no words. You have seemed brighter lately. I have heard you sing now and then, as if the joy of youth was not quite absent from your heart. Is that true, or were you merely trying to cheer your mother?' "'I am afraid I was trying to cheer the judge,' came in low whisper to her ear. "'When I hear his step in the study, that monotonous tramp, tramp, which we both dread, "'I feel such an ache here, such a desire to comfort him, "'that I try the one little means I have to divert him from his thoughts. "'He must be so lonely without... "'Ruther, you forgot how many years have passed since he had a companion. "'A man becomes used to loneliness. "'A judge with heavy cases on his mind... "'Must think and think very closely, you know. "'Oh, Mamma, it's not of his cases our judge is thinking when he walks like that. "'I know him too well, love him too well, not to feel the trouble in his step. "'I may be wrong, but all the sympathy and understanding I may not give to Oliver "'I devote to his father, and when he walks like that, he seems to drag my heart after him. "'Mamma, Mamma, do not blame me. "'I have just as much affection for you.' "'and I suffer just as keenly when I see you unhappy. "'And, Mamma, are you sure that you are quite happy today? "'You look as if something had happened to trouble you, "'something more than usual, I mean.' "'They were sitting in the dark, "'with just the light of the stars shining through the upper panes "'of the one unshaded window. "'Deborah, therefore, had little to fear from her daughter's eye, "'only from the sensitiveness of her touch "'and the quickness of her ear. "'Alas!' In this delicately organised girl, these were both attuned to the nicest discrimination, and before the mother could speak, Ruther had started up, crying. Oh, how your heart beats! Something has happened, darling mother, something which... Hush, Ruther, it is only this. When I came to Shelby, it was with a hope that I might some day smooth the way to your happiness. But it was only a wild dream, Ruther, and the hour has come for me to tell you so. What joys are left us must come in other ways. Love unblessed must be put aside resolutely and forever. She felt the shudder pass through the slender form which had thrown itself again at her side, but when the young girl spoke it was with unexpected bravery and calm. I have long ago done that, Mamma. I've had no hopes from the first. The look with which Oliver accepted my refusal to go on with the ceremony was one of gratitude, Mother. I can never forget that. Relief struggled with grief. Would you have me cherish any further illusions after that? Mrs. Scoville was silent. So, after all, Ruther had not been so blind on that day as she had always feared. Oliver has faults. Oh, let me talk about him just for once, darling mother. The poor stricken child babbled on. His temper is violent, or so he has often told me, coming and going like a gust of... "'No, Mamma, don't make me stop. "'If he has faults, he has good traits, too. "'He was always gentle with me, 
and if that faraway look you did not like would come at times and take him as it were out of our world such a sweet awakening would follow when he realised that i was waiting for his spirit to come back that i never minded the mystery in my joy at the comfort which my love gave him my child my child mother i can soothe the father but i can no longer soothe oliver that is my saddest thought it makes me wish sometimes that he would find another loving heart on which he could lean without any self-reproach i should soon learn to bear it it would so assure his future and rid me of the fear that he may fail to hold the place he has won by such hard work and persistence a moment's silence then at last appeal on the part of the mother reuther have i ever been harsh to you no no then you will not think me unkind or even untender if i say that every loving thought you give now to oliver is hurtful both to yourself and to me don't indulge in them my darling put your heart into work or into music and your mother will bless you won't it help you to know this reuther your mother who has had her griefs will bless you mother mother that night at a later hour deborah struggled with a great temptation the cat which hung in oliver's closet the knife which lay in the drawer of oliver's desk were to her mind positive proofs of his actual connection with the crime she now wished to see buried for all time in her husband's grave the threat of that unknown inditer of mysterious letters i know a witness had sunk deep into her mind a witness of what of anything which the discovery of these articles might substantiate if so what peril remained in their continued preservation when an effort on her part might so easily destroy them sleep long a stranger to her pillow forsook her entirely as she faced this question and realised the gain in peace which might be hers if cap and knife were gone why then did she allow them to remain the one in the closet the other in the drawer because she could not help herself instinct was against her meddling with these possible proofs of crime but this triumph of conscience cost her dear the next morning found her pale almost as pale as reuther was that why the judge surveyed her so intently as she poured out the coffee and seemed more than once on the point of addressing her particularly as she went through the usual routine of tidying up his room she asked herself this question more than once and found it answered every time she hurried by the mirror certainly she showed a remarkable pallor knowing its cause herself she did not invite his inquiries and another day passed with the following morning she felt strong enough to open the conversation which had now become necessary for her peace of mind she waited till the moment when her work all done she was about to leave his presence pausing till she caught his eye which seemed a little loath she thought to look her way she observed with perhaps unnecessary distinctness i hope that everything is to your mind judge ostrander i should be sorry not to make you as comfortable as is possible under the circumstances roused a little suddenly perhaps from thoughts quite disconnected with those of material comfort he nodded with the abstraction of one who recognises that some sort of acknowledgment is expected from him then seeing her still waiting added politely i am very well looked after if that is what you mean mrs scoville bella could not do any better if he ever did as well i am glad she replied thinking with what humour this would have struck her once i-i ask because having nothing on my mind but housekeeping i desire to remedy anything which is not in accordance with your exact wishes his attention was caught 
and by the very phrase she desired nothing on your mind but housekeeping he repeated i thought you had something else of a very particular nature with which to occupy yourself i had but i have been advised against pursuing it the folly was too great who advised you the words came short and sharp just as they must have come in those old days when he confronted his antagonists at the bar mr black he was my husband's counsel you remember he says that i should only have my trouble for my pains and i have come to agree with him reuther must content herself with the happiness of living under this roof and i with the hope of contributing to your comfort had she impressed him had she played her part with success dare she lift her eye and meet the gaze she felt concentrated upon her no he must speak first she must have some clue to the effect she had produced before she risked his penetration by a direct look she had to wait longer than her beating heart desired he had his own agitation to master and possibly his own doubts this was not the fiery determined woman he had encountered amid the ruins of spencer's folly what had made the change black's discouraging advice hardly why should she take from that hard-faced lawyer what she had not been willing to take from himself there must have been some other influencing cause his look his attitude his voice betrayed his hesitations as he finally remarked black is a man of excellent counsel but he is hard as stone and not of the sort whose munitions i should expect to have weight with one like you what did he put in the balance or what have others put in the balance to send your passionate intentions flying up to the beam i should be glad to hear should she tell him she had a momentary impulse that way then the irrevocableness of such a move frightened her and pale with dismay at what she felt to be a narrow escape from a grave error of judgment she answered with just enough truth for her to hope that the modicum of falsehood accompanying it would escape his attention what has changed my intentions my experience here judge ostrander with every day i pass under this roof i realise more and more the mistake i made in supposing that any change in circumstances would make a union between our two children proper or feasible headstrong as i am by nature i have still some sense of the fitness of things and it is that sense awakened by a better knowledge of what the ostrander name stands for which has outweighed my hopes and mad intentions i am sorry that i ever troubled you with them the words were ambiguous startlingly so she felt but in hope that they would strike him otherwise she found courage at last to raise her eyes in search of what lay in his nothing or so she thought at first beyond the glint of a natural interest then her mind changed and she felt that it would take one much better acquainted with his mood than herself to read to its depths a gaze so sombre and inscrutable his answer coming after a moment of decided suspense only deepened this impression it was to this effect madam we have said our say on this subject if you have come to see the matter as i see it i can but congratulate you upon your good sense and express the hope that it will continue to prevail reuther is worthy of the best he stopped abruptly reuther is a girl after my own heart he gently supplemented with a glance towards his papers lying in a bundle at his elbow and she shall not suffer because of this disappointment to her girlish hopes tell her so with my love it was a plain dismissal mrs scoville took it as such and quietly left the room as she did so she was approached by reuther who handed her a letter 
which had just been delivered. It was from Mr. Black, and read thus, We have found the rogue, and have succeeded in inducing him to leave town. He's a man in the bill-sticking business, and he owns to a grievance against the person we know. Deborah's sleep that night was without dreams. End of chapter 20 Recording by Michelle Eaton